Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Swish and Flick. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode of Swish and Flick is sponsored by Terra Plastock. Thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. So today's episode is going to be a bit different because we're all super busy with the holidays. Um, so it's just us, Megan and Katie. So if we weren't your favorite host before, <laughs> we're going to change your mind right now. Yeah, right. Um, hope you, I hope you don't mind. I, I wrote that in the doc and then when I wrote it, it like sounded, <laughs> read it, it sounded weird. Sorry. Um, some of you said that you're interested in hearing some fan fiction. So we're going to read you a story that Katie wrote actually. And then talk about it and discuss, like, what we like about it and, like, if it fits. I mean, obviously it fits her view of the Marauders, but does it fit mine? Um, and anybody that's listening, you can chime in, too, uh, because this is the first time that we're going live for our patrons. I don't know for like, I don't know how often we're going to do this. Um, we were kind of discussing maybe doing it once a month or something like that. Um, but... Just because sometimes it's hard for the four of us to get together, you know, especially around the holidays or you never know what's going on. And so. sometimes we get a little bit crazy whenever we're recording and it's really hard to go live and like stay good, if that makes sense. Stay <laughs> so, good. So that we don't have to edit a ton. Um, but anyway, so on to the Weekly Profit. I actually pulled up, uh, I pulled up a story about Natalia about Natalia T Natalia Tina Tena Natalia Tena um she plays Tonks she plays Tonks in the movies and she was announced to be coming to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter for celebration weekend I like freaked out freaked out yeah I'm super excited and it's really cool because she actually, beyond Harry Potter, has also done Game of Thrones. So she's really popular with Game of Thrones. I know that she does Comic Cons around the U.S. Um, I don't know if she does them overseas, but I know definitely around the U.S., like mostly for Game of Thrones. So it was. I thought it was neat that Universal was able to get her. Um, so now we have Natalia Tina, who plays Tonks, Stanislav Yanev- Yanevsky, who's v- Victor Crumb. 
Bonnie Wright, who's Jenny Weasley, and then James and Oliver Phelps, who are Fred and George Weasley. So me and Katie are going to be down there. Um, I'm really excited. Is anyone surprised? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jessica was just saying she can hear us, so I'm good. Oh, good. Glad. <laughs> because my frustrations were real setting this up. Just ask Kate. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> so... I know that we've talked about it before, but I just wanted to give people a little rundown of like what the celebration weekend is and what it's about with the weekly profit. So um, basically it is three days. It's like it starts Friday evening. They just do like a kickoff event and you see the actors and actresses for the first time. Usually they'll announce some like some news like last year they announced the Forbidden Forest was coming to um, the London to Levson Studios, like to the stu- to the studio tour. That's what I'm trying to say. And so usually they'll do something like that. Um, and they just like have this big production. So Friday isn't really like anything to do with like Q and A's or anything like that. It's just like the kickoff. So then Saturday and Sunday is literally all day, like from park open to park close, where they have all different types of panels. They have Q&As with the actors. They have autograph sessions, which are a lot of money. And me and Katie never buy them because it's just crazy. I've actually gotten really lucky, and I've been able to obtain almost everybody's autograph without paying for it. (laughs) Um, it's, It's been getting harder as the years go on. But in the earlier years, like, we got Fred and George. Um, I, oh, no, it's not in here. I was, I was going to say I could show you on the live stream. But I got Fred and George to sign one of their Weasley Wizard Weezes posters. I got Michael Gambon to sign Dumbledore's portrait. Ivana Lynch. Ivana Lynch signed a quibbler. It didn't turn out very well, and I was really upset. It was like a silver Sharpie, and it's, like, so colorful. You can barely see it. But... We went to guest services and we were talking to them about something. We were just being really nice to them. Like, it had just been a really rough day on them, I could tell, because people were complaining about a lot of the stuff with the celebration weekend. And we just said, like, hey, we really appreciate everything you guys do. Like, I know that it's a lot of work to put this on. And then they came back with Ivana Lynch's autograph for us. Yeah. So that was cool. That was pretty cool. Because people were complaining because the first couple of years they did it where it was like a ticketed system. So you had to get to the park like really early and it was first come, first serve. You They would pass out tickets for autographs. Um, and we didn't get one, but we didn't go there to complain about it. We just went to do, go tell them like we understand that it's a lot of work and it's hard. Uh, and he appreciated that. So he gave us her autograph, which was really awesome. He used to be nice. Yeah, definitely. And so, so yeah, but since then it's been really hard. Like Rupert Grant was there a couple of years ago and I didn't even see him walking around ever, um, to get his autograph and no, but we were, we just missed him. Yeah, I know. Like by like nanoseconds, we missed him and, and Matthew Lewis. Matthew Lewis. They're hanging out together. They, so a lot of the times if you're ever going to meet the, the, um, people who are there, they will come into the expos just like on a whim. It'll just be completely random. That's how we met the twins. That's how we met Michael Gambon. That's how we met. I met, well, we saw Bonnie Wright, but she didn't sign for me there. I actually got her autograph at a comic con. Um, 
And then we got Matthew Lewis's autograph at a Comic-Con. I've never seen him walking around either. Him and Rupert Grint were just like sneaky sneaks. Yeah. But sneaks going to get, sneaks get snuck? Was that the the episode? Yeah, there was an episode (laughs) called Sneaks Get Snuck. (laughs) Um. So yeah, so that's basically like the rundown. I mean, they'll do they'll do panels. So my favorite panel, besides obviously the Q and A's, which is awesome, is Mina Lima's panel, which is the graphic designers who designed literally everything for the Harry Potter films. Me and Katie, I know that we've talked about it in previous episodes, but we're graphic designers, so it's just like a nerdy thing that we love. Like like they have sketches of the Time Turner and the Marauders map and. Um, just like anything and like stuff that you wouldn't even think that a graphic designer would have designed, but they have sketches from it and they talk about it like Mirafora. So it's Mirafora, Mina and Eduardo Lima and they're Mina Lima. Mirafora's favorite thing that she ever designed was the time turner and the Marauder's map. She talks about both equally as much. So yeah, it's just cool to see all those. And then they do, like, a wand dueling panel. They mm-hmm. do a trivia panel. They do... Mm. They do, like, stuff... They do stuff for, like, kids, too. Yeah. Oh, they do, like, learn how to dance like the Bobaton girls and learn how to... Fight like a fight like Fight like a Durmstrang. And, yeah, it's, like, for little kids. It's really fun. But the expo is where it's at. I love going to the expo. They have... <laughs> Jessica said that Michael Gambon was supposed to go to Comic-Con in Calgary, but had to pull out last minute. We were supposed to, at um, a celebration, we were supposed to have Robbie Coltrane, who plays Hagrid. But and he, he got, got sick. sick. Like, he got to Florida, spent the entire trip in the hospital, and then went home. Yeah. I wish that they could get him again. That would be so cool. He probably thinks it's a curse. He's like, I'm not going back there. I know, but he like he's also known for like James Bond and all these other big movies. Yeah. So like it's cool that they are able to get those types of people. But yeah, that was sad. He got sick. I forgot about that. Um, okay, so that was the weekly profit. And uh, Katie, I wrote a little recap for you. I know it's oh, pretty cool. it's pretty lame because our last episode was just our live Q and A. But go for it. Can I read it word for word just because sure. I didn't write this? <laughs> last episode was our live Q and A. That was so much fun. It was, though. I loved it. No exclamation point, just a period. Leave me alone. (laughs) We definitely need to plan to do another one of those in the future because it really was a lot of fun. Do your own homework next time if you want to complain about how I wrote your recap. I didn't know I had to do one. I'm sorry. So there isn't a whole lot to recap. (laughs) So let's just dive into the fan fiction after a word from Tiffany and Matt. Hey there! If you've run out of Swish and Flick episodes and you've already had your second breakfast, then you should head over to Box Trick with Tiffany and Matt. We talk all things Zelda, Mario, Pokemon, Nintendo, and all other video games. So head on over and listen, because (laughs) those Pokemon aren't going to catch themselves. And as always, thanks for listening. And we're back. (laughs) So, um... We'd kind of talk, talked about it a little bit, and all four of us really love everything to do with the Marauders, especially, I think, me and Meg. Sorry, Tiffany and Sarah, if you love it just as much as us. No offense. I know that they love the Marauders, but, like, me and you just hold this special place in our heart. It's like, it's this insane love. Like, I think, I, I like them more than I like Harry and the trio, absolutely. Yes! <laughs> so... 
Also, I just want to throw a little disclaimer out if like the audio sounds weird today because we can only use one microphone. So like we literally have to lean into my microphone. We're together. so close to each other's face right now. Your breath smells like coffee. You're welcome. So a long time ago, probably what In early a galaxy far, far away. That's a different fandom. Well, Star Wars came out today. Shout out to it Star did. Wars. Um, I wrote some fan fiction. She did. It's almost always revolving around the Marauders. This is like early college. Yeah. So, you know, you go back and you read it again. And I still like it, but there's things I would change. But, you know, just keep it in mind. I was like, what? I don't know. 19? Yeah. Long time. So, I appreciate any kind of feedback Tell me if you like it. Tell me if you hate it. I don't care. I can take it. I wrote it. It's out there. Doesn't matter. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you done putting things in my face? Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. All right. This little ditty is titled Alliteration. Oh. Mm-hmm. I think I might remember some of this one. That's okay. I'm going to let you re-remember everything. The four of them were sitting in the common room, Sirius lounging lazily on the couch, giving a wink at a pretty girl who had just walked in, James toying with that snitch of his, letting it go, but snatching it before anyone really had a chance to tell it was getting away, Remus sitting closest to the fire in an armchair, a book nestled in his lap as he comfortably studied, and Peter, struggling so hard to finish his potions essay that the others had finished hours ago. Blasted, bloody bastard, he he said frustratedly, blotching ink all over his parchment. This essay had to be 30 agonizing inches, and he was barely halfway through. No one paid much attention. Peter was always fretting over his homework. Alliteration, came Remus's voice, so simple and soft that if the others didn't know his voice so well, they would have missed it completely. What? Sirius asked. Remus looked up from his book as if he was almost unaware that he had even spoken out at all. Alliteration, he repeated, the occurrence of the same letter or sound at the beginning of adjacent or closely connected words. He said it as if a dictionary was sitting in his lap instead of his charms book. James got a thoughtful look before snorting. So Remus runs rampantly while roaring his ruddy head off. Is that one? Remus just hummed. Yes, I suppose it is, though whoever it is you're referring to is most likely running rampantly due to his bizarre friends. James just smirked, but now Sirius was thinking. Sirius is seriously sexy, he said with a sly grin. Remus rolled his eyes. You two are a ruin to literature. Are not. Let me try again, James said, tapping his chin in thought. Flitwick fires flaming bogeys at first years. Sirius snorted. Wish I had thought of that. Remus opened his mouth to say something when another voice cut in. I see ignorant imbeciles idly inquiring each other about idiotic instances. James looked up in awe to see Lily standing with her hands on her hips. And James' jaw drops, Remus said, trying his very best not to smirk. The end. I just love how Lily comes in there and just like steals the show at the end. <laughs> yes. Yep. I do remember that one now that you read it. It's probably out of the ones I've written, it's probably my favorite. Um, it's clever, obviously. Yeah, let me look at it here. Oh, thanks. I just think that it's funny. Well, 
I'm also really bad at reading. Thanks for uh, dealing with that. No, you know, you did good. Um, it's so like, it's so Remus to just be like alliteration, you know? <laughs> and then, <laughs> of course, Peter's the one that starts it just by being like an idiot, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's. <laughs> I I like the one that okay hold on one other thing did you when writing this think about the fact that James is not a seeker but he carries around this damn snitch all the time I have not when I was writing this but like I just you know in the books it's iconic iconic from that one chapter where he's always playing with that snitch so I was like eh, I'll throw it in there yeah it is that's um and I think that, that is weird. I think that that is one of the reasons why people think that James is a seeker because of that little scene. But I just I, guess I don't know why just, she did that. It's probably just I mean it's not as cool to walk around with a big lumpy quaffle, you know? Right. If you're catching a snitch and looking all sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, oh my gosh, there's a fly in here. Go away. And then of course there's Sirius coming in with Sirius is seriously <laughs> sexy. Like, can we talk about his personality here? Um, he <laughs> he is just, like, such a playboy. Serious? Yeah, that's yeah. how I picture him, yeah. And I don't, th- I mean, I think that the way that you portray the Marauders is just, like, I mean, that's exactly how I how I view them. But I don't know if maybe that's because, like, we've kind of, discussed it for so long together oh my god years yeah years i mean like the marauders are just like our babies like we love them i just want to also say god bless the other three marauders for having to deal with all of sirius's serious jokes like can you see anytime i would be like are you serious you'd be like no i am you know like (laughs) any given opportunity yeah i agree (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Remus rolling his eyes. You two are a ruin to literature. <laughs> do you want? Do you want to read another one? No. Why? I can only read one. If if people like it, I will indulge in others. But I feel like the episode hasn't been very long. Oh, is that the end? Well, no, not necessarily. But I just I'll look at my other ones. Yeah, I want to do another one because I liked it. I want to hear more. Mm. Who wants to hear more? Do you want to hear more? I do. Universe. I don't remember which one of those came first. Oh, is it like a... There's like, I wrote this one and then like, I wrote one that kind of goes along with it, but I don't remember which one came first. Do you have a Remus Lily one in there? Yes. I'm not reading. I'm not. I can't yet. It's got some raciness in it. Oh, is it going to have to be a Felix Files episode? No, it's like everything, every fanfic I've ever written, it's not like rated mature or anything. There are just hints. Jessica wants to hear another one. All right. I don't remember a lot of these. Well, just read them. Oh, yeah. Look, I wrote sequel. Mm, There you go. All right. Let's see. Are you sure? Yes. Positive? Mm-hmm. It's oh, not, oh one, it's really short. short. This one's short. All right. One more. Called? Jessica, just for you. Just for you. Th- 
This one is called Superhero. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat again. What are you reading? Sirius asked curiously as he walked into the dormitory. James shrugged. Some muggle comic. Ooh, let me see, Sirius said, wrenching the comic out of James' hand and looking at it. It's one of those superhero thingies. He tossed the comic back comic book back at James and jumped onto his bed. Yeah, what about it? James asked, smirking in an amused way. Sirius ripped down the curtains from his bed and tied it around his neck like a cape, magic magicking it to look like it was billowing. They're awesome, he said, striking some sort of karate-like pose. James just stared at him for a split second before jumping over his bed and landing on the floor, using it as some sort of fort peeking over the top. He took out his wand, shooting small sparks at Sirius. <laughs> pew, pew. Yep, wrote that in my head. <laughs> Sirius deflected each spark and put his hands on his hips, giving an evil barking laugh. You are no match for the rogue dog. And that's when the door opened and both boys slowly turned to see who it was. What are you two doing? Remus asked, his eyebrows raised and the look of utter confusion on his face. There was, a si there was silence before James shot a small spark at him. Pew. <laughs> Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language is needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. The end. <laughs> do, you, do you ever think about like based on timeline 
what would have been popular at that time frame whenever they were that age like if you like you know comparing that to like thinking about harry and the, and ron and hermione like they had to know in sync right <laughs> <laughs> i'm serious like what kid didn't know who meg that was the 80s no it was the 90s My yeah bad. exactly he was born in 80 mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me, I mean, what? It was like 1995, right? 15-year-old Hermione didn't love the Backstreet Boys. Like, come on. (laughs) Everybody loved the Backstreet Boys. I don't know. So what what year would that have been that that story took place? I don't know. Well, if they were 20. Okay. So what was I don't know anything then? about the 70s. I don't know. Disco? <laughs> Can you see the Marauders walking around like bell bottoms? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Lily had much better fashion sense than that. Oh, she rocked bell bottoms. She's probably like, oh, wait, that's 60s. I was going to say she's some like flower child. No. 70s? I'm not judging. That's cool. 70s was a... Yeah, okay, Jessica said, especially growing growing up in a muggle household. Like, why didn't she bring the Backstreet Boys to Hogwarts? Yeah, really, and bothered Harry and Ron about it. <laughs> exactly. You can't tell me Hermione, Pravati Patil, and, like, Lavender Brown were, like, in a corner talking about... Oh, they totally were. And, yeah. like, Aaron Carter? I want candy. Choo, choo. I was going to say, that's how I beat Shaq. Oh, yeah, that one, too. That's if you're a real that's fan. that's how I beat Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> or Aaron's Party. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a horrible song, but, like, if you play it now, like, it just throws you back, you know? Shout out to 90s babies. Yeah. Can you see, like, someone starting to sing, like, Lucky by Britney Spears? And every muggle-born, like, like, down the table like just had, sings with them? They had to have known that kind of stuff and also that fanfic how fitting to read it today when star wars came out what the superhero the pew 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 Pew, pew, pew. yeah Mm -hmm. well that was good i liked them thanks live reads by katie if if you guys like them i'll post them so you can read it instead of listening to my voice read it yeah i'm not i'm not very good at reading out loud um so we're gonna take a little break here a little dance break if you're looking for some new muggle outfits check out agnes and dora by mama zamore be confident and comfortable in these stylish tops dresses and adorable leggings agnes and dora provides buttery soft clothes that are flattering for any body type and any occasion swish and flick over to our website mamazamore.agnesandora.com m-a-m-a-s-a-m-o-r-e dot agnesandora.com and check out our facebook page at mamazamore just in time for the holidays welcome back from that lovely short little break that we, we had, had a hot chocolate break we had a hot chocolate break it was delicious Hot, 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 hot chocolate. chocolate. Hot, 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 hot chocolate. What's the rule, Meg? One rule. Hot? <laughs> no. 
What? What's the rule? Hot. <laughs> what? Never ever let it cool. See, hot. <laughs> I guess <laughs> technically. Oh my god. Um. Okay, Katie wanted to say something, and then we can go into our fan story for the week. Oh, I guess I kind of want to ask you too. Um, I. I guess since this is our first fanfic sort of episode, I would highly recommend this little fan fiction called The Werewolf Who Stole Christmas. Oh, yes. It's so good. If you're anything of a Remus fan, anything of a Remus Tonks fan, it's phenomenal. The setting is... Um, Grimald Place. Yeah, don't, don't hold me to this, but it is between, like, Harry, Ron, and Hermione's... It, like, goes through fifth and maybe sixth year, definitely fifth year, but it's like behind the scenes. So, you know, Harry and his, and everybody's at, at school, but what happened at Grimmauld Place? What happened at all those missions? How did they get close? And it's so realistic, I yeah. would believe it. So They did such a good job at paralleling the timeline yes. to their story to, like, the actual books. That's what I was trying to say. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, and that's <laughs> what makes it so good. I mean, like, obviously the writing and, like, the relationship of Remus and Tonks that, like, you see blossom in the story is, like, beautiful and I love it. Um, it's also just really good how realistic it feels because the timeline matches up and everything. And obviously anyone who listens to our podcast, I'm a huge Remus fan. And this... So we're very critical of Remus, yeah. um, Remus fanfics. And this, author this one is really good. This. And another one, if there's any Ron and Hermione fans out there, I am going to put this disclaimer out again because I haven't read this fanfic in like 10 years, but shout out to Hannah because she found what it was for me. Mm -hmm. A couple episodes ago, we discussed fanfics, like our favorite ones, and I could not think of the name of my favorite, and it was a Ron Hermione fanfic. It's like 70-some chapters long. Um, (laughs) It's so good, though. It's called The Price of Love. Like when I was in high school, before I graduated, I had this goal for myself that I wanted to print this fanfic out, like on the school computers. Was it on like that crappy ream paper? Oh yeah, yeah, like definitely. The kind of like the thing you had to peel off on either side. Oh no. Oh, okay. Do you remember those printers? Yeah. Oh my no, god. No, it was a normal printer. I'm not that old. No, I remember those. <laughs> I didn't know if your school, you know, like school sometimes is like, oh, let the kids use this crappy one, you know. No. It was on regular paper, <laughs> but I, like, had a goal that I wanted to print this entire fanfic, and I got really far, but I didn't finish it, so I was, like, really disappointed, and then I just kind of lost it because it wasn't complete. Um, so, yeah, Hannah found out what it was, and I plan on reading it again, even though it's seven, I think it's, like, 79 chapters or 72, I can't remember one or the other, but... It's just about, like, Ron and Hermione's relationship and how Hermione comes up with this way to, like, beat Avada Kedavra. Like, it's so cool. I know how to beat Avada Kedavra. You run away from it? No, you become Harry Potter. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a fan story that I'm actually going to be inserting here because Nicole sent me an audio clip of her saying her story. And she said it really well. I'm just going to insert it here. Can we listen to it, though? And then insert yeah. it over? Because I want to, if I So that we can, like, talk it. about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, maybe I won't have a comment about it, but maybe I will. Hi, my name is Nicole, and this is my Harry Potter story. So I didn't read Harry Potter until 2002. I was 21 at the time. I had heard about it, but I just wasn't interested. I really didn't read fantasy, and I thought that it was just going to be some silly children's book. 
However, in 2002, I was going for my undergrad in history, and I noticed that a classmate of mine had Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone among her pile of books we were reading for our history courses. I asked her why she was reading that, and she said that she wanted something that wasn't as challenging as our text for class. She said that it was her break from college reading. So I went out and bought Sorcerer's Stone and started reading it. I finished it in one day and immediately bought the other books available at the time, Chamber, Azkaban, and Goblet, and I got the new books as they were released. I eventually watched Sorcerer's Stone on DVD with my brother, and he bought me my own copy for Christmas. This was the only movie adaptation that I had watched until January of this year, 2017. I just had no interest in watching the movies. I finally did watch all of the films in January and February of 2017. My true obsession with Harry Potter actually started during a reread of the series. I had read each book once and then didn't pick them up again for years. I was 32 and I was pregnant with my first child, a boy, and I had a due date of July 31st. So, in honor of Harry's birthday, I decided to reread the series when I was nearing the end of that pregnancy. This time was different because I was reading them through the lens of an expectant mother and the impact on me was much different. I did another reread during my second pregnancy, which was with a girl. I was 34. Again, I read the series with a different lens, now with having the responsibility of raising a daughter. I was more intrigued with Hermione, Molly, and Minerva than the other characters, and I was trying to figure out how to raise my daughter to be like them. Courageous, independent, confident, and kind. After having two children, I found myself in an identity crisis. I had terrible postpartum depression after my daughter was born, and I was struggling. I wasn't the person that I used to be, and I really didn't know who I was anymore. So at 35, I returned to Hogwarts. This is when the series had the most impact on me. Through my return to Hogwarts, I was able to see parts of myself in each character. I was able to appreciate each character in a different way than I had before. I was able to remember the person that I used to be, but I was finally able to embrace the person that I had become. I feel like these characters have become friends and family because their influence goes beyond the book, beyond the story, beyond the hype. Whenever I read Harry Potter, it feels like visiting an old friend, and I am welcomed with a warm embrace, comfort, and true acceptance. It's true. Hogwarts will always be there to welcome you home. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Me too. Number one. Unless you have a comment. No, go ahead. I love that she didn't, like, she refused to watch the films. It's like she wanted to keep the books, like just like safe and secure and like that's how she saw it and like she didn't want any possibility of it getting ruined maybe i can understand that yeah i was the person that like just i couldn't hold myself back i just wanted more she also though was much older yeah whenever that like i want to say she's probably like a 10 to 15 ish year difference than us in age um so just a different viewpoint. Yeah. It's so, cool, like, though. me being, a, like, a 12-year-old at that point, <laughs> I was just like, no, more, 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 more. And I I loved watching, like, the movies. You know, I would just put them on repeat. Um, like, Sarah always says, like, her, I don't know what year it was, but after the first one came out, she literally just watched Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone every day after school. Like, she'd, her siblings would come home from school and be like, really, again? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. I also love how, I mean, we see this theme time and time again, even just talking on this podcast, that Hogwarts, like she said, is always there to welcome me home. She, I love how she's like, well, I return to Hogwarts. And that helped her find 
who she was again and who yeah. and to accept who she had become. It's amazing. I think it's also a really good parallel. Her story, I think, is a good parallel to Joe. Mm. Because I can see that. Um, you know, I mean, I don't I don't know if Joe had postpartum depression, but she definitely had depression. And going to Hogwarts in her sense of writing helped her out of that. Whereas Nicole going to Hogwarts and reading it helped her. So I just compared you to JK Rowling. That's pretty cool, right? (laughs) Uh, Thank you very much. I'm also really excited because Nicole's going to be our first guest Mm -hmm. on the Felix Files in a couple weeks. Nicole hangs out with us. She's a Phoenix patron. Mm -hmm. She hangs out with us um, during our Google Hangouts. And she's She's always got really good insight. She's there for everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So... Thank you very much for sharing yeah, your story. You. I really liked, this is the first one we've heard from the fan themselves. And like hearing just like the way that they describe it is just, it's kind of special. Jessica said that <clears throat> it was raw. Like she really put herself out there telling that story and she feels like this is a Harry Potter support group. <laughs> Seriously though, like any community with something that you love as much as like Harry Potter can be a support group, you know? I mean, like I'm in, I'm in a handful of Facebook groups. And first of all, there's just something about our group that is different. Like the people we're just like really close knit. I love it. I love how involved everyone is on the page. I love talking with everybody. I love how supportive everyone is of each other. Um, because I'll go on other pages. Like I'm part of, this universal Orlando annual pass holder group and like, Oh my God, don't ask a question because you'll just get attacked or like this Disney group that I'm in. If you want to ask a question about like, Oh, are the parks busy at this time of year? People will just like attack you. It's like, listen, let's just be kind to each other. Okay. The internet is a mean and scary place. Sometimes it really is. We need a little niche where we can just, Talk about nerdy things. And Talking about Harry Potter is like one of the best things in my life. Honestly. Harry so. Potter has brought me the most amazing things in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Experiences, people, doing this podcast. Yeah, it's... I mean... I mean, like, it sounds cliche. It sounds silly, but like everything in life ties back to Harry Potter. (laughs) And I also really loved this article that came out recently about how if you read Harry Potter, you're like morally a better person, (laughs) which was a really good article and actually really accurate because the parallels that Joe puts in the books and like it just kind of makes your mind stay woke to those types of things where it's like, oh, like the whole pure blood mud blood thing is like a comparison to the Nazis Mm -hmm. you know it's just like cool how you can take things like that and compare them in real life I love it it's awesome yeah do we want to go to a lightning bolt round do you have any questions no I don't but I usually (laughs) just make them up on the fly uh do you wanna I mean yeah we can I just can't think of anything okay I know one okay since we just went to Universal last weekend, take me back. 
we're going back in like a month. Yay. Um, what is your favorite thing that we did this weekend at Universal? Mm. I have to pick one thing. Yes. Just one? Mm. No, you can talk about it all. Mm. I don't know. I think I think maybe this year not this year, this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh the castle show was very cool. Very it cool. was cool. I just wish that it had been longer. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know or I don't know if we've talked about it yet, this year is the first year they decorated for Christmas at the Wizarding World, which is it's beautiful. It was gorgeous. Um but they do like a light projection on the show or on the castle. So, like, it looked like, just with lights, it looked like there was snow all over the place. And then all of a sudden, like, the ghosts from Hogwarts were coming out and they were singing. And then it looked like a real Christmas tree was sitting in the courtyard. And it's it's crazy what they can do with just, like, a bunch of lights. I'm just saying that from the pictures, I thought there really was a Christmas tree in the courtyard at Hogwarts. And I was really disappointed that there wasn't. So, hey, Universal, put a real Christmas tree there next year. They should. Okay, thanks. They should just take that big tree they have, plop it over there. Yeah. What was your favorite thing? I was going to say trying Christmas pudding at the Leaky Cauldron. Oh, yeah. It was so much better than our feast Christmas pudding. (laughs) (laughs) It was yummy. It was just totally different. It tasted like night and day, like total difference. It was like apples instead of raisins. Yeah. I don't know. It was yummy. Um, let's see what else. What, who is your, well, this is a silly question because I know the answer, but who is your favorite person to write fan fiction about and why? Remus Lupin. Why? Because he's amazing. That's why. Because he's a very complex character. There's like the Remus I talked about today, who's like the, 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 well, the quiet student sitting there just studying, but we'll just come up with something witty in a second and not even really realize that he did. And then there's the jokester Remus, and then there's the Remus who is constantly beating himself up because he's a werewolf, you know? And there's the whole thing that goes along with that. Katie likes damaged characters. I do. It's a it's a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Christian Grey. Hey. Remus Lupin. Mm-hmm. There's another one. Yeah, recent, but I can't think of what it is now. Was it a TV show? No, you know what? I think we were talking about Frozen, and I said I'm surprised I don't like Elsa more because oh, she's a very damaged character. That's right. We were, yeah. Elsa does kind of remind me of Remus in terms of, like, personality. In terms of, like, internal struggle? Yes. Mm-hmm. They're very similar. And you guys thought we were just, like... A little nerdy. We're really nerdy. <laughs> next next uh, Felix file. Elsa versus Remus. <laughs> the comparison. Shoot. That would be a good episode. Maybe we'll do it. Write that down. All right. I'll put it in my phone. Um, what just happened? <laughs> that was good. That was good. Come on. You have to come up with one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm writing this down. The question? 
Jessica said that she wrote the most emotional letter to J.K. Rowling recently after being blocked the first attempt by her agents due to having some fanfic in the letter. And it really made me look at myself in a whole new light based on my life and my love for Harry Potter. I want to write to J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Sometimes she'll actually send, like, good responses back. I know a lot, Mm -hmm. like, a lot, majority of the time you just kind of get, like, the printed out letter from her but sometimes she picks letters to respond to that'd be sweet isn't it crazy when like sometimes you'll just sit down to do something and you like pour something out of yourself you didn't even realize yeah yeah that's a good feeling Mm -hmm. because i've done that but with who taylor swift probably (laughs) Uh, I can't think of yeah. a question. I'm really bad. At, I, I never think of questions. Well, I guess we'll just jump to social media then, guys. Take it away. Uh, make sure that you join our group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You That you can use it for discussion on each episode, each Felix Files, anything. Um, you can post funny Harry Potter memes. You can post questions, and we won't jump down your throat. We'll answer them nicely. <laughs> and, um, yeah, just it's fun. I just love that community. So any of our listeners who haven't joined it yet, go join it. It's a lot of fun. Um, post, I just said that, post all kinds of fun <laughs> Harry Potter-related stuff there. It's a great community. In case you didn't know, it's a good place to be. <laughs> So go find us on Facebook where we're most active. We're Swish and Flick Podcast. Um, That's where we post all of the latest information about our podcast. I post when episodes are live. I post when vlogs are live. Um, Interesting news articles that I find. All kinds of stuff. Uh, Also go to Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. We're Swish Flick Cast on all three of those. All one word. Um, And Instagram, I started utilizing Instagram stories more often, so hopefully you guys like that. It's so fun. It is fun. Um, Find us and follow us on Patreon as well. So if you want to head over to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast, you can get access to the Felix Files. Um, The Bowtruckle patrons and higher gives you access to the Felix Files. Also... If you are a Phoenix patron, you get access to our Google Hangouts once a month. Um, Other levels, you're entered into a monthly giveaway. Uh, We do... What else do we do? There's a a fun little package. Yes. And actually, speaking of that fun little package, all of our current patrons, um, we are... Thank you for your patience. Yeah, (laughs) we are aiming to get those out to you by the end of the year to middle of January, depending on how long it takes to get our magnets and to send to you. Yep. Um, So by supporting us on Patreon, it not only gives you access to all of that, it also helps us to be able to keep going and to give you new content. Thanks to our patrons, we have been able to purchase a new vlogging camera. Oh, it's beautiful, guys. It's gorgeous. So Jessica can see how pretty it is. Look at it. Um, we've been able to purchase a new vlogging camera, two new vlogging cameras, actually. Uh, we 
have been able to purchase a domain name for a website which we're working on. We are able to do weekly vlogs now. Um, it, it helps us provide cool stuff to give away when we do our yeah, giveaways. We've used that money for the giveaways. Yeah. A lo- I mean, honestly, all of the money that comes into it goes back to you guys in some way. So it's it helps us a lot, and we really appreciate it. So make sure... Thing. Yeah, that you head over to there to check it out. Ooh, before we sign off, are you done with that? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that you can also follow your hosts on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm at Meg's Mouse Tales, T-A-L-E-S. Sarah is at O-Mally, O-H-H-H, Mally. And Katie? Skaterade 7. And then Tiffany is just on Twitter at TiffSwish underscore Flick. I just wanted to give a shout out to Jessica who hung out with us live this whole time. Yeah. And it was fun. This so whole I'm, time. we're going to try and do this more often. I'm not sure how many episodes a month, but definitely some. So keep an eye out for it. And these should, these live videos should stay on Patreon for you to watch, even if you weren't live with us. So we hope. So Tiffany, I'm taking your line. Thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! <laughs> Any fan fiction about Snape is gonna be dirty because that boy needs to wash his hair. <laughs>